Hey everybody, welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I'm so glad you're joining us today on the show. We're talking about one of my favorite topics as usual, prophetic evangelism. And we're talking about it with our special guest, Pastor Jeremy Gonzalez. Welcome back, Jeremy. Hi, how you doing? It's so good to have you on the show again. Um, if you missed um, my previous interview with Jeremy, a few episodes back. You'll have to go check it out. You can find all my previous episodes on carlaswanigan.com. Um, now we have the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you listen to your podcast, be sure to check it out. Subscribe, tell your friends, spread the word. I would really appreciate that. But um, for those of you that haven't heard that interview, let me just introduce you to Jeremy again. Jeremy was a campus missionary at UCSD he worked in inner healing and mentorship for incarcerated youth. He was the director of a ministry school in Stockton, California, called the Innovation School of Transformation. And in 2017, he was hired by BSSM as a revival group pastor, where he currently serves. And he is actually my revival group pastor here at school. For those of you that are following my journey here at BSSM, um, you know that about him. So let's just get down to... The topic today, which is prophetic evangelism. So I was going to ask you, what are your, like, how would you define it? What does that mean to you when I say prophetic evangelism, Jeremy? Yeah, I, I think what, if I'm trying to unpack this in a way that, you know, for a beginner or someone who's maybe not used to that terminology, um, I, I would really say it's spirit-led evangelism, that we know the Holy Spirit is with us throughout the day that we're a temple for his presence, that he goes with us. And so I think sometimes we thought evangelism was that we had to do the work to get people to come to Jesus. And yeah. the reality is, is that Holy Spirit's working through us. Yeah. And it's just taking the time to acknowledge that. And I think the second part of the, the prophetic side of it is that you're saying the right words in the right moment. Mm. So it's about it's about the words you're saying yeah. specifically. And we, we believe that God speaks to you what to say to people. He reveals people's hearts. He'll give you information about their lives that you don't know. Yeah. And it's just a way for them to know that God knows exactly where they're at. He knows who they are. The Bible says he has the hairs on their head numbered. Yeah. And it's also being in the right moment. Mm -hmm. And some days you'll wake up and have a desire to go somewhere. You have no you have no you have no reason to go there. And that could be the Holy Spirit prompting you to show up at a place and who knows? He has a divine I mean, a divine setup for you where you're meeting people yeah. and getting to, to lead people to Jesus, which that's the evangelism part. So, yeah, that's crazy. That's reminding me of that movie. We just saw what was it? Finger of God too. Yes. Um, what an amazing movie. And Chris Overstreet and his team totally have that kind of experience Yes. in that movie where God leads them to, um, it's kind of like a halfway house, right? For people that have just been released out of, um, Maybe like drugs and stuff yeah, like that. So, yes. so anyway, you guys have to check out that movie. But basically, um, that's a great illustration because he feels led to go there. And they go and start prophetically evangelizing to these yes, people yes. And, and make God real to them. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so powerful. I mean, I think it's that verse in 1 Corinthians. I wrote it down because it was on my heart this morning when I was thinking about the show. It's 1 Corinthians 14, 25. For the intimate secrets of their heart will be brought to light. They will be mystified and fall down and worship and say, God is truly among you. And it's making God real to people. Yes. You know, and I like to describe prophetic evangelism too as um, seeing the gold in people mm -hmm. and calling it out. And um, even in my own life, you know, just having those experiences where 
even now as a believer, people coming up to me and they're not necessarily evangelizing me, but they're speaking prophetically into my future or my destiny, just reminding me, hey, God's for you. Yes. Don't give up hope. Absolutely. Hang in there. But um, focusing on the evangelism side of it, I think it's a powerful tool to open someone's heart to hear the gospel. 100% agree. Yeah, over and over. I know you've got some good stories and examples and <laughs> illustrations yes, yes. of that happening, even within your own ministry. Why don't mm -hmm. you share some of those with us? Yeah, I think uh, as I was thinking about this podcast today and what I would share, um, I think one story, well, a couple stories really stand out. So through BSSM, I was able, as a student, to go on a mission trip. And the mission trip was in um, Alabama, and it was with incarcerated youth mm -hmm. who had substance abuse problems. And yeah. so we get to show up and love these kids for a week wow. and just hopefully lead them to Jesus and lead them into this understanding that God's for them, that they don't, they're not, they don't have to be reduced to their surroundings, that they can overcome things in Jesus. And so we show up and the first day, they don't know us. We don't know anything about them. We ask God for words like what, how do you see these kids? Mm -hmm. what, what information do you want to share with us that we can encourage them that you know them? and never fails. I think I've been on that trip three times. First day, kids, their mouths have dropped, their eyes are open. They're, they're like shocked. Yeah, they're <laughs> leaning in to these moments. And the funny thing is they go back to their dorm rooms and some of the kids that didn't come on the first day, they're telling them that we read their future, mm. which we know we're not psychic. <laughs> we're not operating down to some weird spirit. It's, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to us because he loves them. He's created yeah. them. Yeah, and don't you think, I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Don't you think that that's a huge reason that we need prophetic evangelism today? Because there's such a draw to the supernatural in the world. Like these kids are seeing mediums and tarot card readers yep. um, everywhere they go. Like these days, that's totally common. Mm -hmm. And they seal that type of stuff in horoscopes and everything like that, where it's not got the power of God in it, right? Oh, it's, Yeah, it's sad. You know, our movies, our video games, our TV shows are all supernatural and then we come and it seems like we just sit in church and yeah. we you know we read out of hymnals or we read out of scripture and we read stories that that allude to that kind of thing yeah. but we don't really believe it, it still happens today yeah and so then you walk in and you're doing this and illustrating this to these kids and they're just blown away oh totally I mean, is it first corinthians 4 20 says that the kingdom of god is not a matter of talk but of power mm. and i think that's it's a good reminder that yeah we need to know what to say you know, I, I'm, I'm a guy, a huge guy in doctrine, a huge, guy, a huge on theology, but we can't just, we can't substitute that for the power that God can show up in a moment and change somebody's life. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were in this program. These kids are going back to their room. They're telling their friends or the, the people that they're staying with in these, in these um, rooms. And they, the next day, I walk outside to kind of meet some of these kids I hadn't met yet. And there's this guy, this kid. He looked like a grown man. He was, I don't know, I think he might have lied about his age. He's, he's sitting on this, on this bench and he has a bunch of guys around him and they're talking about the previous day. And I walk up to them and I introduce myself. And one of the kids says, hey, can you tell him his future? And at that moment, you know, part of you wants to be like, well, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm actually, you know, Christian. And, sure. But I, I thought, hey, you know what? Let's, let's, let's say, um, I said, yes, I absolutely can. Yes. And so I look at this kid, and instantly I got a picture of, of this kid in his past. And I think I told him, I said, oh, you, you're, you're a track star, weren't you, in high school? And 
all the kids around him erupt. They freak out. They freak out. They're running circles. They're screaming. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know this. It wasn't me. You know, I wasn't like, oh, he looked athletic. And I was the probability of me guessing that like, it wasn't. I, I just knew that I knew. And then I got a few other things about him as well. He's sitting there like doesn't know what to do, has this confused look on his mm-hmm. face. And sometimes this is what happens with me. Like I'll feel what other people are feeling. I can't explain it. I'm not yeah. trying to be overly mysterious, but I just know that's how God yeah. speaks to me. And I start crying in front of these guys. There's like 20 teen- teenagers around me. And I'm standing there and I'm having this moment. And he looks at me and I said, man, there's someone in your life you love so much. That I can literally feel it. Mm. And he looks at me, stands up, walks away. Wow. Doesn't say anything. All the guys around him are quiet. No one's saying anything. I'm thinking, uh, okay, how this, <laughs> this went over really well. And I let him I let him kind of do his thing for a few moments. And I walked over to him. And uh, he had a little daughter. Oh, and he knew that he hadn't been making the right choices oh, wow. in, the, in that relationship. And, you know, to, to be the person that he needed to be for her. And. I got to pray with him, come to find out he's a, he's a Muslim. Oh my gosh, um, wow. I made it my my goal every day that I was there. I spent at least 30, 40 minutes with him, preaching the gospel, telling him the truth of who Jesus was. And, you know, at that moment, I wish I could say, you know, he threw his hands up, gave his life to Jesus. Sure. But you can't tell me at the end of the day, he did not know. He did not encounter God. Yeah. And he even admitted that he knew that I was, he trusted me and that I was speaking on behalf of, of God for his life. And oh, yeah. it was one of those moments where you can't, you can't explain it away. So, you know, I, I still pray for him sometimes, but had another story, same, um, same trip. Another kid comes up to me, Hey, can you tell me my future? <laughs> and it starts getting funny. Cause you're like, they don't have any grid for it. So they don't know what's going on. Yeah. So that's just them. But they're so hungry for it. Absolutely. So I said, yeah, absolutely. I have him sit next to me and I get a picture of something. I see it visually in my mind of something that he had went through when he was seven, something really like just horrific. And you wrestle with even saying this, but I really said, hey, so in my mind, I'm trying to figure out how do I explain this to this kid? And I said, hey, when you were seven years old, did something like really bad happen to you? Mm -hmm. And I give a few more details, which I I won't share right now. And He's, he's thinking, he goes, is that when, would I be in second grade at that time? And I said, yeah. And he's an African-American kid. He looks as white as a ghost. He says, how did you know that? Wow. And he begins to tell me all these things that had happened to him at that age. We walk outside. I pray for him. He comes, he comes to know the Lord. And, and that's what it is, is that God cares about the things that happen to you. Yeah. That God is aware. He's not distant. He's not far off. And so... I think part of prophetic evangelism is reminding people how close God is. Yeah, that he's real. Exactly. He's not just an idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so powerful. Yes. I say that a lot. Um, It's that scripture from Isaiah 61, you know, about setting that we're called to set the captives free. And I really do believe that the prophetic word is a key to unlock the hearts of the captives. Yes. In so many situations, mm-hmm. to hear the gospel, to to open their heart up, to even respond and hear the words that you're saying, because so often we can like preach at people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just words to them. Yeah. But when you say something like your experience where you're like, hey, did something hard happen to you when you were seven years old? Like instantly 
you're listening, totally. you're aware, and your heart is softening to like, hey, maybe this person's got something valuable to say to me. You know, like maybe they're fixing to bring some truth because that is actually true in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's another reason that it's just such a powerful equipping tool that God gives us. And another reason that we need it, you know, today in our culture where everybody's like looking for the real thing, yeah. right? We're in an age of information it's, and it's almost too much. The people don't need another piece of information. It's yeah. You have your phones where you literally can find anything about anything at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And information doesn't change people. I mean, even in, even in Christianity, we have 2,000 years of church history to prove that information alone doesn't change anybody. Yeah. That it really is about an encounter. It is about an experience. It is about... And I'm not saying we don't value information. I'm not saying we don't go after that and steward properly what the Bible teaches and, you know, proper doctrines and theology. But it's like I said, it's still about people encountering the goodness of God in a very like undeniable way, which he's more than more than wants to do through us as believers. Yes. And it doesn't have to be weird. No. Like I always talk about on the show. It can be totally (laughs) relatable. Yes. I mean, sometimes um, God will give us a word for somebody like what he shared with you about Mm -hmm. that either one of those young men, but also um, like what we call a word of knowledge. We'll feel pain in our body or we'll just look Mm -hmm. at somebody and just know that they've got some sickness or disease that they need healing from. And even being able to go up to them and and ask them, Hey, do you have pain in your lower back right now? That sometimes will like, it's like a shocking thing for some people. (laughs) Like what? How did you know that? It freaks them out a little bit. But again, it's just another way to open their eyes and to get their attention to what God is trying to, to actually speak to them. And um, in all of our prophetic training here at BSSM and even prior to coming here, they talk about, um, I think Sean Bowles talks about this too, you know, ask God, if you want to do this in your own life, like a practical way is to just ask God, you know, what's your heart for that person? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what's something that they're discouraged about right now that you want to speak your truth and comfort into, Yes. you know, or do they have any pain in their body that you want to heal today? Like, there's all kinds of practical questions that we can ask the Lord before we approach somebody. It doesn't have to be the same every time. As a matter of no. fact, he does it differently, wouldn't you say? Exactly. Uh, yeah, all the time. Yes. Every time. He's not like a God of formula. He's a God of relationship. Mm-hmm. And he wants to partner with us to bring healing and breakthrough to that other person. Oh, I 100% agree with that. And I think it's really just a good reminder that um, I think when people have issues with evangelism, not because we don't want to do it. Sometimes we just don't know what to do. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what to say. Yeah. And it's this kind of really awkward thing for people um, that, you know, I think sometimes as a church, we haven't done a, the best job of training people on what that even looks like. But I, I think with prophetic evangelism, and even if we take the word prophetic out, I, it's, evangelism needs to be supernatural. Yeah. It needs to be spirit led. It needs to be something that the Lord is doing in a moment and that you're saying, Hey, I'm, I I love you, Lord. Like, I know what you've done is real. What you've done is changed my life. And I want to do that for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to, whatever, if I'm in the grocery store, it doesn't have to be this all encompassing thing. You can start somewhere. Yeah. Just say, you know what, today when I go to the grocery store, I'm going to sit in the car for five minutes and I'm going to ask the Lord, is there anyone in there that I want, you want me to encourage? Is yeah. there anyone in there that you would love me to share who, you know, who you are with them, not only in words, but in power? Yeah. And it never fails because he's the one that wants to draw people. 
yeah. to, to himself. That's that's just that's scriptural. That's the that's the bottom line. That's right. And it tells us in the word in John chapter ten that my sheep hear my voice. That's right. Jesus said. So we all hear him. Mm-hmm. And his heart is always for other people. And all we have to do is ask him. He's going to share it with yes. us. John chapter five talks about Jesus saying, I only do what I see the father right. doing. That's right. And so we can just say, what are you doing in this person's life? And you actually, this is a great time to bring this up. You gave me the book, um, by Sean Smith, prophetic yes. evangelism yes. is actually the title of the book. It is. So for, um, all my listeners, if you guys want some practical encouragement, mm-hmm. And some practical steps and some education and um, just some guidance into how to start doing this in your life. If you want to kind of start stepping out and doing this in a way that becomes real to you and real to your community, I highly recommend that book. I'm not finished with it yet. (laughs) I'm deep into it. I've only had a few days to read it, but it's so good. It's a really powerful book, and I'm sure you can get that on Amazon. It's a Destiny Image book by Sean Smith. But um I love his quote in that book. I think it's on the back of it that says prophetic evangelism is seeing what God is doing and joining him in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's so powerful. Um, I know that prophetic evangelism is another way that God brings not just physical healing to people, mm-hmm. but heart healing, kind of like yes. that first story you told us mm-hmm. about with that young man. Um, there was one time I remember that's kind of my memory right now. There was a girl that had walked away from the Lord. And her parents had been praying for her and praying for her. So she was like the typical prodigal, Mm -hmm. you know, story. And she finally agreed to come with them to church one night and they asked for us to pray for her. And she just wanted nothing to do with it because she just didn't believe in God Mm -hmm. anymore. And she's like, I've been through too much. He's not real. He can't be real. You know, this is all just religion. And so while she was saying that, the Lord showed me a picture of a little girl in a like flower dress, like, you would have at a wedding, like Mm -hmm. the flower girls that walk down ahead of the bride. And I saw a little girl in this little flower girl dress, dropping these rose petals and walking towards a man at the end of the aisle. But it wasn't the groom. It was like another man. And so like, it didn't, the picture totally didn't make sense in my mind. And I didn't get the, you know, like the meaning of it or the Mm -hmm. relevance, but I really kept feeling like the Lord was like, that's what she needs to hear. That's what she needs to hear. And you guys, it made no sense to me whatsoever. I was like, how is this going to be powerful to her Mm -hmm. or encourage her in any way? But I just said, I have to tell you the whole time that you've been talking, I've seen this picture of this little flower girl walking down the aisle and there's this man at the end of the aisle and she just burst into tears. And she said, that was my dad standing at the end of the aisle. And she's like, that's one of my favorite memories Oh, my dad, she said, I was so scared. Yeah. She's like, I was so scared to be in that wedding. It was like a relative, a cousin Mm -hmm. or something. And she said, so my dad went and stood up and called me to him towards him at the end of the aisle. And she said, because I could see him, it helped me not be afraid to walk towards him. And I was like, oh, sweet girl, that's the Lord (laughs) standing at the end of the aisle right now, Mm -hmm. representing your good father, calling you back home. He loves you and he cares about you. And it just totally messed her up. But what that memory did was it showed her. There was no way I could have known that. Yes, no. I mean, I wasn't at that wedding. I don't know that girl. <laughs> and so it was like the Lord just loving on her in a way that made it real to her. And yes. even though I didn't understand what I was seeing, and to be honest, I was like hesitant to even share it because I was like, how is this biblical yeah. or how is this even, mm-hmm. you know, powerful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's what she needed to see. Mm-hmm. So I just encourage people listening 
go with whatever the Holy Spirit is showing you, yes. you know, if, and especially if he won't leave it alone, which was the case for me. I could just feel he's like, that's what you need to share. So don't be surprised if you don't hear a thing or feel a thing, but you see something, Yes, you know, because that's another way that God speaks to us for prophetic evangelism. Absolutely. Do you have any more crazy wild stories well, you can share? I know you were, uh, I'll share one from, I'll share one for myself, but I also want to share one of Sean Smith's stories. So yes. Sean Smith has been a, like a personal friend and mentor for me for over 20 years. Wow. And even me stepping into this whole idea of prophetic evangelism was long before even Sean wrote that book. That's been the lifestyle that he's lived. He tells a story of being in, in Monterey, California. He walks into a New Age bookstore and he runs into a, a psychic, and he gets uh, I forget the he gets three details about her life, um, and I can't I'm I'm losing the details right now, but they were three specific wow. details about her life. Um, she's shocked. She's like amazed at his quote unquote accuracy. Mm-hmm. And in the in a New Age bookstore, in Monterey, California, Sean leads this New Age psychic wow. to the Lord. And that's I know crazy. that story. And there's other stories that are that are in there that um, God's not afraid of dark places. That's right. And I, I think sometimes we, you know, we're, we we love safety. We love, you know, we love to set ourselves up for success. But God wants to go to places where, um, you know, he wants to send us in those places that, you know, need hope, need love, love, need power. And and I think that was that was a great story. Uh, a few months ago, or probably earlier this year, we did um, some college ministry where we traveled around to different universities in California, mm. and we were doing evangelism. We were doing prophetic evangelism, and uh, I can a couple mo- a couple times where uh, I trust my my older brother is very very prophetic. He calls me out of the blue. He says, "Hey, I think you're gonna run into a, a gentleman with a red shirt riding a skateboard named Michael on one of the college campuses. Oh, that's not so specific at all. Like, <laughs> not, not at all, right? Wow. So I, I trust my brother. I was like, hey, you're right. Okay. So I, I would encourage you, you could start doing the numbers. Your average university, you know, mm-hmm. California, public university, 20,000 people. Yeah. And then you start, we went to eight universities in seven days. So you, you start doing the numbers. The chances of a guy in a red shirt on a skateboard that I would, that's like finding Waldo in a, <laughs> in, a, in a picture, right? So I said, okay. So first day, I, it had, I had forgotten about it, but I, God reminded of me of it when on the right day on the right campus. So we're at Fresno State University. And I remember, all of a sudden I remember this word and I, I see a guy on a skateboard. I, I don't think he has a red shirt on, but I'm like, hey, I'm just going to ask, ask him if his name's Michael. Uh, no, and he, he, he wasn't too happy that I asked him. <laughs> he, kept, he, kept, he kept going. Uh, but not, not even five minutes later, I see a guy, and it, it feels like it's a movie. It's slow motion. He has a red shirt on. He's riding a skateboard, and he's coming directly at me. Not exaggerating. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm telling a story. You can choose whether to believe me or not, but I have no desire to make this sort of yeah. story other than what it is. And he's coming at me, right at me, and I step aside so he can actually go by. And I say, hey, is your name Michael? Instantly stops, wow. walks back. He goes, yeah, do you know me? And I said, no, but I know someone who does. Ooh. And I got to, we got to preach the gospel to this man. He, wow. he gives me his phone number. He asked if we can meet later in the day to talk more about this. Come to find out he's really into like supernatural, new age kind of guru kind of stuff. And um, I was able just to preach the gospel. And I, I, I looked him in the face. I said, hey, you can't tell me that Jesus didn't send me to tell you this today. Yeah. 
And he admitted it. Yeah, I don't know that you would know who I am. You didn't know I was on this college campus. You didn't know that I would be here this day wearing this color shirt. Yeah, what are the chances? And um, it was one of those things where, um, you know, you want you want to leave him to the Lord, and he he has some things that he's still processing. But I was able to connect him with a local pastor in in, in this area, and we're going back to that campus later this year. And I hope to or early next year, and I hope to run into him again and That's reach so out and, and continue to, to, to you know paint uh, put those seeds into his life that Jesus knows who he is. That's so good. And sometimes that's, honestly, Jeremy, that's what people need to hear. It's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be um, complicated. No. Like the gospel is so simple. But even just saying to somebody, you know what, God sees you mm-hmm. and he, he cares about you and you yes. matter to him. Sometimes that is a, a prophetic evangelism word that just draws their heart back to the Lord, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, we had another same trip, different university. We see a couple kids on skateboards. We didn't get their names this time. But we, <laughs> we walk up to them and one's one, one is wearing a, like a, a wrist brace. You, so I assume that he had injured his wrist and you know, we didn't, we just felt like, hey, we see two guys, let's walk over there. It wasn't yeah. like this, you know, we didn't hear a voice from heaven that said, go talk to the guys in yeah. skateboards. Like we just knew. An angel didn't yeah. land in front of you. Exactly. We just, we walked over because sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes it's just taking that first step. Yes. That sometimes we wait for that word to come or that picture to come or, or that feeling to come and it doesn't. And we're like, well, okay. But we, we knew that we were going to talk to these guys. So we go up to them and one of my friends wants to pray for the guy with the wrist and He's like, we pray for him. He, he, you know, it's not starting out too well. He's like, no, my wrist still hurts. And you could tell that they kind of felt like we were bothering, bothering them by, mm-hmm. by, by interrupting their little skateboarding session. And then uh, the other guy that was with them comes over. He's like, what are they doing? Like, he's like, oh, they're praying for my wrist. And he kind of seemed to resist at first. And at that moment, I just knew he was a, a pastor's kid. Wow. He wasn't wearing a shirt that said I'm a pastor's kid. Right. You know, he, he, did, he, did, yeah, he didn't introduce himself. <laughs> I just, I just knew. Um, but even me, you know, having these moments where I've heard God, I'm like, oh, okay, this sounds like it feels even a little risky for me some, right now just asking this guy. And I don't even know why, but um, I asked, I leaned in and I said, hey, I, I knew, I knew it was true, but I asked him a question. I said, by chance, is, is, your, is your dad in ministry? And he's like, yeah, why? Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, I should have went more, yeah. like matter of fact, but it was, it was okay. So and we were able to encourage him, give him a prophetic word. Um, and that Sunday, we were at this church in the same city doing some ministry, and he happens to show up. And come to find out, he had kind of walked away from church and ministry for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and just even us stopping him and giving him that word and praying for his friend and calling these details out of his yes. life caused him to come back to church. Listen, that is exactly how I came back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That is my testimony of how I came back to the Lord is... I was in a hot mess. I'd known the Lord when I was young. Long story short, walked into a church and asked for prayer. And this lady started, she knew details of my life, history that nobody (laughs) would know, right? Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'd been saved when I was a little girl, but had walked away from God and had been so long that I'd forgotten so much about um, what I'd been taught about him. And the minute she started saying those things to me, he became real to me and it changed my life. And it set me on fire mm-hmm. for um, oh, yes. all these years later where I'm at today. Like, And it's my desire to set the world on fire for him, you yes. know, and to go out there. And that's all it takes is stepping out and sharing 
what's on the father's heart for somebody else, either seeing that gold in them, calling that out, finding the gold, praying for healing if they need that in their body, whatever it is that's that's going to draw their heart to the Lord. And especially in our culture today, like we said, where people are so hungry mm-hmm. for the real thing. I they think are. it's a generation that is that desires authenticity. Yes. And I think that that's the Lord's desire anyway. Mm-hmm. So that hand in hand with what he wants to do on the earth today. And um, I'm just excited. I'm excited about what he's doing and getting to participate with people like you. In, in life and and doing what God's called us to do. It's exciting. And, you know, I just I want to encourage your listeners. Um, my mom, she's like a five foot tall Hispanic lady. <laughs> yeah. And she'll go she'll go to Marshall's or she'll go to TJ Maxx or mm. she'll go to the grocery store. And, you know, she's she's paying right before she's paying to leave. She, she, she'll grab the 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 the, custom, the the employee's hand and. She'll give them a word, little word of knowledge, and they're crying, wow. and she's praying for them, and they're walking around the counter to give her a hug. So this thing isn't like an age thing. This thing isn't a male or female yes. thing. This thing is this is like, hey, you know what? God wants to love people powerfully through you. Yeah. And that's what it is. God wants to powerfully, I, just, I want to say it again, powerfully love people through us. So good. And so it doesn't matter you know, how old you are. It doesn't matter how much of the Bible that you know or you don't know. It's funny how Jesus says, all right, you're my disciples. Yep. Go, go do it. Go for it. And we think we need, you know, 50 years of theological training mm-hmm. exactly. and all these classes and conferences just to do what he's called us to do. Yeah. And I think what happens is we really don't fully understand that he's actually empowering us yeah. to do it and that he's with us. That's right. And that he just wants us to say yes and go and that he's going to meet us there every time. Yes, he does. Every time. He's so faithful to do Always. that. Always. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, thanks for joining us again today on the show. This was really good. Um, I just love this topic, and I want to encourage the listeners to start somewhere. Yes. Maybe uh, pick up Sean Smith's book if you get a chance. It's Prophetic Evangelism is the title. It's it's a great way to uh, get some instruction, you know, and just help you. If you need a a starting point or you Mm -hmm. need, you know, a little encouragement in that area, it's such a great book for that. And then just ask the Lord today, you know, just ask him, like, how can I love on somebody today? Yes. Through you, Lord, you know, like, give me your heart for somebody that I'm going to run in today that needs to hear from you. So I'm going to pray for you guys before we close. But before I do that, I want to let you know how you can get a hold of Jeremy to invite him to come and maybe minister at your event or speak sure. at your church. Yeah, He's absolutely. such a powerful minister, you guys, and you'll be so blessed to have him. You can contact him at jeremy.gonzalez at bethel.com. And you can follow him on social media. And I'll also um, put Jeremy's contact details in the podcast description for today's show so that you'll have that um, spelled out for you and everything. But let me pray for you guys. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you so much for everybody listening, Lord. I thank you that you have called us all the Great Commission. You know, you've called us all to go out and share the good news and share the love of the Mm -hmm. Father. And to even call the prodigals back home. Yes, yes, so yes. right now in the name of Jesus, we just, first of all, we call the prodigals home. Lord, anybody that's listening to this, that think they just happened upon this podcast, it's not a coincidence. You know, God loves you and Jesus died for you and, and he's right there for you and wants to call you home. And, and so we just call those prodigals home right now in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you, Father, for um, inspiring people 
today to be brave and courageous and just step out in a small step and um, share your heart with somebody, even in the most simple way, just by saying, you know, that you love them or whatever they need to hear, God. Just give them the courage to step out and do that and and remind them that you show up every time. Yeah, and I just also want to pray, but I, I just wanted to read a little something that Sean, Sean wrote in his book. He said, part of having the heart of God is having his eyes. And he says that God sees people as, as who they could be and not as they are. And so mm-hmm. I just pray that you would begin to see the people in your life, the people yeah. you come into contact with, not as they are, because we were all somewhere, That's but right. as who they're supposed to be, sons and daughters of the Most High God. And so, Lord, I just pray that we would, our eyes would be open, whether we're at the supermarket, whether we're at work, God, with, with our family, we're out to, to dinner, God, that we, um, we just say it's not an inconvenience for you to speak to us, God, right. that we want to be willing and able to love the, your children that are away and to bring them home to you and for them to encounter Jesus in a life-changing way where they become disciples and themselves be evangelists and, at, at the end of this, God. And so we just thank you for that. We say this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. <laughs>